Hello, Terry Ann, and everyone in podcast land. And hello, Eloise, and all <laughs> our little, our little, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so, how are you doing this week? I'm good. And yourself? I am well. It's cooling down. Good. In September here, mm. right? So, kind of nice. We'll see whether we get heat waves or not. Yeah. All right. So we, we never know what the weather's going to do. That's that's for sure. Never do. Nope. We never know <laughs> the weather, <laughs> as they say in Eastern Canada. Canada weather's a coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least we know winter is coming. Always. And Winter's snow, always coming at some point. <laughs> it's always, always coming. <laughs> so, so yeah, perfect. Um, so we're reading for the 2nd of September today. Yes, we are. Let's uh, see what the, the card week. of the week. So I've already picked a card oh. and it's the pre- priestess. Oh. And we're actually, uh, it's so interesting that it's come up because um, I was working. Not upside with... down. <laughs> nope, nope, not upside down. I was working with my my students this week and um, just exploring the archetype of the priestess and to really hone in on what she's what she's trying to tell us, you know. And I, I kept thinking about horizontal time and vertical mm. time. Right. That's that's often what comes up in the tarot. And I usually divide, um, you know, in my sort of way of looking at things that the miners tell us about daily life and uh, the linear aspect of time. And then when you get these majors, the vertical time comes up mm. and or no time, really. It's vertical, so there's no time. And I I find that's where she sits, right? So when we look at the major arcana, it starts at zero, which is the fool, Mm. and then goes to one, which is the magus, and then two is the priestess. So I I look at it as well. I've gone on this this journey as the fool. You know, you, you just go off into the adventure of life. So it's very Socratic in that, you know, I, I'm leaving with no preconceived notions so that, you know, I'll go in on this forest journey and there's no preconceived notions. So that would be a representation of going into a job or changing countries or a big career shift, um, get marrying all these different aspects of our lives that we go into this great adventure. And we begin the adventure, right, going off into this forest let's say and at some point we become tired and hungry that's just clearly what would happen right if you go off on this journey with very little um of your past coming with you uh like you don't bring the kitchen sink you bring maybe a pocket knife a little bit of food change of clothing and that's about it you know like keep it light and just experience the adventure so the moment we start to get hungry, we need shelter, we need sleep. Um, that's when the magus in us arises. It's like, oh, I could make a, a makeshift shelter here. 
I can, you know, forage for some food, or if you're a hunter, you hunt for food and create fire if you didn't bring your matches with you. So you've got the second part, you know, it's, it's almost like that's all we do in life, right? We just go, well, here's my new adventure. I go off on it and then figure out how to work it through. And then let's do the next one, the next one. But usually we've got these preconceived ideas. We have expectations. So we're disappointed. We're, um, um, well, disappointment's a big one, right? As soon mm, as yeah. we, we, we think a job is a certain, is going to be a certain way. It's going to bring us happiness. And then, of course, it's just like life. Yeah. It doesn't. So this is when the, the priestess has to come in. This is when we do some self-exploration. Like, uh, you know, my intuition might know something, you know, my, uh, and not my feelings necessarily. I might feel the force of my intuition, which I do. You know, she's, she's very forceful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you might not listen to it, right? So that's, that's one big deal that comes up. We don't listen to it. We, we might go into the mind and say, well, that doesn't sound probable because intuition is a knowing without any proof. So we, we as humans, uh, you know, we want to like control things. We want to control outcomes. Yeah. You know? and, and we can't actually control them. You could organize and plan is a very different uh, ball game than trying to control the outcome. Like I can, organize and plan that you and I are going to be on here and we're going to record the session and I'm going to pick a card. Uh, I, before I was picking a card during the call, but I didn't like the shuffling sound. So I said, I'll shuffle before. That's a new organization. I plan it out so that it's shuffled. I pick the card. And then when you come on, I spontaneously look at the card. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't plan out what I'm going to say. It's just, well, this is what's going to rise up from the intuition. And as we know, you know, the left right brain does bring that intuition to the forefront, right? What I know about the card, and then what I'm intuiting, um, or the creative aspect is going to bring it up a little differently each time. Mm. Right? We have a bigger audience right? It's you and I talking. We don't have a specific question other than what's this week like? Right? Yeah. So, so I often imagine that, well, here we are, September, people are going back to school. Um, you're coming out of the sort of lazy, hazy slumber days of summer and, you know, moving into more activity. And wow, the priestess shows up. This is what's going to show up when we're going into more activity. It's kind of odd. Right. You think we would have done this in our quiet time, but we didn't. Well, you know, we were doing all these other different things during the summer. So now this activity is coming in and still the 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 um, priestess comes in and says, you know, you could organize and plan without expectation. But to do that, you have to go inside and really understand self. That's the vertical uh, time, let's say, mm. where there's no 
doing. And the horizontal is, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to plan this, I got to plan that. <laughs> oh, that didn't work <laughs> out. <laughs> right, because we say, oh, I, that didn't work out, I'm so upset. But, it, you know, however life is going to unfold, we have no control over that, though we try to control it. You can't control when you're going to have a car accident. You can't control, <laughs> you know, when when a virus is going to decide to be, you know, imbalanced in your system and manifest itself. You can't, you can't decide, you know, who's going to live or die. You can't decide, you know, what everything uh, that's going on in your body is going to go your way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, I can remember when I was young, you just figure you're indestructible. And then later on, you realize, well, I am destructible. No, I can't jump off a, you know, a wall anymore. And uh, I'll likely break every bone in my body. Whereas, you know, when you're younger, it's like, ah, I can jump off this thing. So, you know, it's not, I'm bringing up external examples, but we are super involved in the external world. The priestess is a call to go inside Mm -hmm. and not in your head. You know, I love that this is called dose of truth because the truth is that everything in your head is going to be a bunch of beliefs and um, basically contradictions, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the ways when we go inside, we're able to see our contradictory thinking. And that's not really important. I need to learn how to think. So, you know, how do I go about cleaning up my house? Well, you know, there's an organization and planning that occurs to do it, but you can't control the timing it's going to take, you can't control every aspect. I can plan and say, all right, this week, I don't have too much time. I plan to clean, but it's going to be cursory. I have that healthy ability to control. Yeah. Right. But if I'm obsessive uh, and I have very little time to clean the house where I like to pull out a toothbrush, clean every nook and cranny, every single um, corner, and I don't have enough time to do this, uh, got guests coming, got all these things going on. Mm. Well, then what happens? We get stressed. I can already feel the stress coming on. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, I have all this to do, and, I, and I'm going to get obsessed by all these nicks and crannies when, wait a second, what, what really matters? Does, does that nook and cranny actually yeah. matter this morning, right? Does it, or whatever day it is. So she, she pulls you back going, wait a minute, you're involved in this linear time. You're involved in let's get every single thing done that I always get done. Um, but I've added something to the formula. Now I have to get it all done in the same way. Well, that's inflexibility. Mm. That's not really looking inside going, well, wait a minute. You know, organizing and planning is a, is a clear way of looking at how you can actually, um, let's say, realistically carry out your day. It will be frustrating, aggravating, taxing, draining, and stressful to say, I've got to get it all done. Mm. But of course, some people say, but I have to but I have to. That's when your priestess calls on you. Just go inside. Go inside and see you don't have to. It's only the thinking that tells you you have to. It's only your beliefs. It's only your expectations. Of course, these are very powerful things. They're very powerful. I think that's why so many people just kind of see the priestess 
I actually wanted to help my student understand, and we looked at the priestess, and the definition that came up was, um, um, usually someone who's, I think it said suspicious. Hmm. And I was like, well, that's, that's really strange. Um, this person gave a few other definitions and, you know, my student and I both disagreed, you know, cause she thinks differently than I do. So she's going to bring up different, uh, viewpoints of things. And we both disagreed. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's really interesting that we don't see it that way. So we both sat and tried to figure out what, what is it that we're disagreeing with here? Why do we feel that? And we kind of yeah. came up with, oh, I see why this woman said suspicious. Because if I follow my intuition, I might suspect something's up. Oh, okay. But I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say the priestess is a suspicious person. Yeah. But I would say that her intuition would bring up questioning uh, suspicions. Yeah. Right. So I think that's, that's really cool. So we found, you know, ways in which this definition worked, but we still have to follow, um, within us what is the truth i mean if you're the priestess you know i don't have Im imaginings of um let's say uh the oracle in one of those james bond movies it was uh, jane seymour who played the oracle mm. she didn't look like a suspicious person you know she was just doing the readings right mm. though her intuition could say there's something awry going on here um Maybe if we're, you know, magically inclined, like thinking of the witch in Snow White, right? Uh, you, you know, you might bring up that, well, she might be suspicious, but I don't think so. I think the witch looks in the mirror and says, hey, uh, who's the most, who's the fairest in yeah. the land? And the mirror says, <gasps> Snow White. <laughs> So uh -oh. there's a here. she's going to go out and destroy Snow White. This to me is when I see the evil character in any of our fairy tales, yeah. it is so clear to me that we are a component of that because if the witch wants to be the fairest in the land, the only way to do that is to kill the other. Mm. Now, whether we abuse them, manipulate them, Skull ignore them, them, avoid them, pretend, yeah. lie, that you're the most beautiful, well, that's that's all part of this, this syndrome, because she doesn't actually kill Snow White, puts her to sleep, right? Yeah. It's fascinating, because you can never, you can only put your insecurity into dormancy. Yeah. You, it's always going to come back. I mean, it's such a great... Uh, these these fairy tales are so important. If they just killed Snow White, she would just kill people who are more beautiful than her. But she doesn't. <laughs> Why not? Well, because we we actually know you can't kill that part of you. You're still going to feel jealous and insecure. There are going to be more yeah. children born. Yeah, there's gonna always going to be someone. <laughs> there's always going to be someone more beautiful, more intelligent, uh, more productive, uh, more brilliant than you. It just that's the way it is. Yeah. And you, you, you can't stop that from changing. It's a good thing too, right? It's a great thing that, you know, each generation that's born is smarter, you know, healthier, better. Mm. You know, it's not good if we're born less healthy. It's not good if we're born 
in our genetics say we're not not as as smart as we were. That's not a good thing for our species. So yeah, we want that to occur. But only when we look inside do we realize, well, of course that's a good thing. I want my child to um, be better than I was. Yeah. In, in so many different ways. I want them to have uh, more clarity in their lives. I want them to have um, a better experience of life. I want them to be able to be more able, right? Uh, to mm -hmm. have more confidence uh, or whatever, right? I'm just, I'm speaking from a place of, I don't want it to be directional. I don't want to uh, kind of go, okay, this has to happen, but it's what I would like to hand down. Yeah. Is that you are, you are capable. So that's when we look inside and we are actually the priestess. I even like this talk. It feels like, yes, I am coming from the place of the priestess who has an understanding of the humans. I was having a really hard time because I know when I'm doing a tarot reading, the priestess represents me. But I don't always feel like <laughs> I know that. Yeah. You know, like I'm still studying it. I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to learn. So is that but always the case or is that just with you? No, I'd say that would be really the representation of the tarot reader. Oh, you okay. could have a bad tarot reader. You could have a bad one who's biased and, mm. you know, looks at things as though you're, you shouldn't do that. You should do this, which is really bad, right? Yeah. Don't do that. That means you're, you're in control. So she might, she or he may not be representational of the priestess, but generally speaking, yes. Even if we're flawed, mm. it doesn't mean you wouldn't have flaws. It's not like you step into an archetype and you perfect it. You're going to have a dark side. Yeah. But it's important to know that there is a dark side, right? Just like I'm saying now, well, I'm, I'm walking into the priestess role uh, when I'm the tarot reader, but have I refined it within myself? Do I even understand? And I say, I understood a little bit, even just talking about this today. Mm. Uh, oh, I just understood her that little bit better. And I understood mm. that part of myself just that modicum better. <laughs> yeah. That's why I love the the fairy tales, right? The fairy tales really support, you know, I, I don't think I really realized uh, till I said it today. Oh my God, Snow White was put to sleep. And when you go through all the fairy tales, yeah. the, they're, they're put to sleep. So that the evil one is the evil part of us that, you know, has expectations. The one that wants to, um, make sure they're the best at everything. You can't be. Yeah, it's impossible. I think, yeah, that's the position of the priestess, right? Or that joke I love from Sex in the City where Charlotte goes to the tarot reader and says, you know, uh, will I get married? The tarot reader puts out the cards and says, no. And Charlotte says, why? And the tarot reader says, I'm not your, I'm not a therapist. I'm a tarot <laughs> <reader>. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we're not going to analyze just what what the intuition is bringing to the surface. Mm. And and it's a very, I know it's funny, uh, but it's also so clear that, no, there isn't therapy here. This is where you're going to um, start to look at the world differently, right? You're going to look at it. Well, what is this archetype and what does it mean? And where do we see this archetype? Mm. Now, I don't think the priestess is necessarily um, the evil character, Right, but it can be. So the other one is when 
um, who who is it? It's uh, the one who gets pricked by the spinning wheel. Oh, um, my brain that's went Rapunzel, and then no, no, no. <laughs> that's Sleeping Beauty. The hair. Oh yes, Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> So, they all you know, get drugged or something. <laughs> well, the beginning part is that, you know, they they don't invite the, it's like keep your enemy, your friends close yeah. and your enemies closer. So they don't invite the Wicked Witch, which is really risky, right? Yeah. If you, if you don't invite her, it's super risky, but they ignore that risk. So that's like ignoring the priestess inside that goes, no, you have to bring the negative you can't avoid the negative it's always going to come at you yeah so so here they they don't invite her and she arrives yeah right and, and she says you didn't invite me you know you should invite me into your home you think you're you know kind of like thinking that we are this is where we're negating the priestess we don't realize we have a dark side mm. we, we don't realize that that dark side is going to show up you can pretend all you want that you're good and kind and, and try to control life, which is clearly what uh, the king and queen do uh, with Snow White, uh, with Sleeping Beauty. They, they want to control the future yeah. and, and control that. Well, actually, that's Narcissus, that they take away all the mirrors so he never sees himself and ends up seeing himself in a reflection and falls in and dies. Yeah. Right? So if he ever sees himself, it will be his downfall. He'll die. And it happens anyway, despite all of their controls. So they go to the Oracle. The Oracle tells them something, but they never found the priestess within. That's in Narcissus. In Sleeping Beauty, they don't face the dark side. So it shows up. And she shows up and curses Sleeping Beauty. Says she will prick her finger and yeah. uh, she'll sleep or whatever. And of course, Honestly. what happens next? Well, huh? I, can, I can avoid this. Yeah, I can avoid this this happening. Uh, We'll just get rid of all of the spinning wheels (laughs) in the in the 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 kingdom, and that's what they do. But of course, and this is supposed to happen on her sixteenth birthday. So on her sixteenth birthday, all the spinning wheels show up in a room. (laughs) Sleeping Beauty walks in and pricks her finger (laughs) on it and goes into a deep sleep. So these are all the things. All the fairy tales tell us that we are not in vertical time. We jump straight into yeah. linear and and we're trying to control. And we want all these things to occur. So we're constantly, you know, in an unhealthy way, trying to control things. And she's like, well, you can't. The priestess goes, you can't. You can have, like I mentioned before, you can plan and organize mm-hmm. and have a healthy control. Yeah, it might not work out. Right? Yeah, like it doesn't always work out. You know, I I have plans for my day, and if I add something, I'm like, well, that may or may not happen. Yeah. Uh, so okay, that's fine. Uh, but when you expect that, oh, I had all these things planned, and and they didn't work out. Well, yeah, that's life. You know. Yeah. That sucks, but it's life. It sucks, but that's what happens. You know, we just can't do every single thing and we can't make buses arrive on time. <laughs> yeah. and we can't, can't make, make all the lights you know, turn green. We can't make all the lights turn green. And of course, some people say, but I do, which is fine. You know, like, yeah. um, I love that parking angel thing. When I was 12 years old, oh, yeah. my, aunt, my aunt taught me about the parking angel. So I'd always pray for 
parking, you know, to my parking angel. And then by the time I was 16 and I was driving, <laughs> I would always get parking spaces, even to the point where my brother was really upset with me one day. He said, he said, can you drive me around? Cause I don't have enough time to do all the shopping. And I said, okay, I'll drive you around. And everywhere I went, <laughs> I found a parking space. And he's like, I can't believe you find a parking <laughs> space. That's why I brought you. And, uh, and not only, not only do you, you're driving me around, but you have a parking space. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's what happens. But then years later, you know, people would all tell me, um, I call on my parking angel and I always get a parking space. And I go, that can't be the reason. That can't, can't that can't <laughs> be the reason. It's like, you can't, buy, I mean, when I was a kid and I was doing that, I knew I'm just doing something funky. Yeah. But what, what really is going on, I, no, it's, it's synchronicity. Yeah. And it just happens you're tuning into it, right? Yeah. Uh, or, or something like that. Or you might be intuiting that you're going to get the parking space. Yeah. You know, just leaving um, at that precise right time. Because so. you, you can't possibly make the universe synchronized to your needs and all these other people are synchronizing the universe to their needs. That's That, that seems like I'm going to move the whole universe so I can get this parking space. Mm. Like Because if a butterfly flaps its wings in Phuket, it's going to rain in Southern California. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's not, that's not possible that I'm I'm doing all of that. I mean, I mean, I know there are people who who can move the world with influence, but for my parking spot, <laughs> and why waste time doing that? So what I started doing just to just to tick people off was they'd say, "My parking angel, my parking angel." I do the parking angel. I'm like, yeah. In my head, I go, "I've been doing this since I was 12." So and you're not you weren't even born when I was 12. So it's like you, it took years for people to kind of come to this conclusion. But what are they concluding that there's a real angel? So I would go just to really, you know, kind of catalyze into just think a little bit that what you're saying as a 40 year old woman sounds ridiculous <laughs> right? or a 40 year old man. It just sounds ridiculous. Um, so I go, I would say to them. Yeah, well, there are too many people calling on their parking angels. Uh, now, so I call my parking demon to, to beat up your parking angel. So I'll get <laughs> You know, and people kind of giggle, but they look at me uncomfortably. I'm like, well, what's the difference? <laughs> right? And if you think I calling on your... your parking angel what? with my parking demon. <laughs> but it doesn't that also bring up for you is the parking angel actually angelic? Yeah. Yeah. So if, who knows? If, exactly. <laughs> so I think my parking demon is actually the good one. Yeah. There and is the no right and wrong. <laughs> there is no right and wrong. But it, it can be wrong if you think selfishly that you should get your parking. Yeah. I'm always like, like why if should it's I get for the greater good. <laughs> Yes, but I, I don't like to, I forget why I don't like to do that. Oh, okay. Because the minute I say the greater good, I have an image of what that could be. I know you're not supposed to, mm -hmm. but, you know, to be truthfully honest, when I'm in my, my priestess, she says, you're not going to be able to connect with the greater good. Like, what is the greater good? And who knows what good is? Mm -hmm. And and this is what I like to explore. Is my demon actually demonic or is he showing 
just like the the witch comes in when when Sleeping Beauty is having her baptism, yeah. showing you that look what you think is good isn't actually good. Yeah. You're trying to control things. You're trying to limit her life. You're trying to do all these these strange things. Well, I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into your plans. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. it's just it, it's just so. Um, strange how good and bad can get so confused mm. but if if we know when we go inside the priestess knows and she's represented by uh, two in roman numerals so it's like there's two people it's almost like the gemini symbol so which part of me i know there are parts of me that can be bad so if yeah. i'm running around saying my parking angel is going to give me a parking space well, that means you're the ruler of the universe. Yeah. And you're the one determining. And then all the peons can suffer. Right? So somebody who's crippled can suffer. Yeah. So somebody who's, who's um, really in an emergency to pick up their child or something, they yeah. can suffer. Right? Because your parking angel got it first. Mm. Right? Um, you, you think you're intercepting the synchronicity of the universe. And if you actually are intercepting the synchronicity of the universe and you get the parking space and you're just happy, you're going out with your friends to have a coffee and get the parking space you like, mm -hmm. and which mostly I find that's when people tell me when they're going to dinner or what. It's like, well, why should, why is the greater good that you get to have a parking space close to your dinner joint? Why, why would that be the greater good? So it, it totally puts into, because people say, yes, I say the greater good. They're like, but you've got a freaking parking space because <laughs> you're going to dinner to have fun. Yeah. And you're going to walk around for two hours before you eat. Like, why don't you just park an hour away? <laughs> you know, I, I just find all of our logic is, is ridiculous. So it, it's almost like virtue signaling. I know what the greater good is and the greater good is going to do that for me. And I just think, no, you've got it all convoluted. Ask for what you want yeah. and be clear about it. Be clear. Yeah. Be just super clear. You want the parking space, get it. And, and be honest that you're disregarding anyone else who's looking for a parking space. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. But that's going to be that like to me this is the title of our podcast it's dose of truth the truth is i want the parking space yeah i don't care what reasons i have i want it it's mine despite what anyone else wants yeah but it's like i'm gonna absolve myself of my sin by asking the universe or whatever we're asking because we're not even clear about it, but for the greatest good i'm like who are you talking to the universe or are you talking to your parking angel if it's the greatest good? Yeah, I really doubt you get a parking space as often as you do. I really doubt it. Mm. Like, in the greatest good, there are people starving and dying and being mutilated. Yeah. And your parking space, this is where I get really confused by this, my parking space. Isn't it confusing when mm. there, there are people starving? Like, Tell your parking angels to go down to Africa and support, you know, putting people online in hydro 
right? Hydropower, yeah. which is happening every day, which is wonderful. Pulling people out of poverty. Uh, why don't you send your parking angel to areas where there's drought, mm. you know, and get the get it to rain? You know, greater and high is good. What are we talking about here? I, I find it so, so, and I'm, I'm not saying I know what's right or wrong either. I don't know. But I certainly understand that my unexamined self thinks that's okay. Well, as long as I ask for a parking space in the greatest and highest good, all's good. Mm. And so I have a lot of, you know, doubts about that. I'm not saying I know. And I'm sure people would say, yeah, but like this, like that. Happy to hear it. Mm. Happy to hear it. But uh, you know what my first sense when I go into the priestess is, well, what am I really doing? You know, am I just saying, well, if I say I'm grace and I is good, I can just absolve myself of responsibility for what I'm asking for? No, I prefer to take responsibility for what I'm asking for and say, I'm taking responsibility. I want that parking space. Yeah. I do it differently now. I say, I command you, God, to bring me whatever it is. Mm. I make it make clear. It demanding. Yeah. Makes demanding. Yeah, well, not demanding, a command. Yeah. So, so it's a clear statement that goes out into the universe. And I have no qualms about what I'm asking. I, I, that's what I'm commanding. But I'm not demanding. No. Demanding feels a little different. I am commanding. This is exactly mm. what I want. Now, the universe will fulfill it or not. I usually find when I'm very clear, I know yeah. exactly what I want to command. It happens. Like my husband will say, oh, I don't have any work. And I go, well, do you want work? Or are you still going to be doing construction of the house? No, 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 I really want work. Do your thing. So I do it right away. I say, command the universe, bring you work. Now and within seconds, the phone rings. <laughs> yeah. But I'm very clear. I have no doubts, and I know that I'm asking for something that is very much for me. Yeah. Not, you know, kind of pretending that there's a greater good. Well, okay, there is a greater good, but why is it good or bad? Yeah. If he gets work or not. It's, it's not. He, he gets work and that's it. So what? Yeah. But I think it's bad when we think we're doing something good and we're absolving ourselves and we're covering all our bases and we're putting controls in. Now I'm manipulative. I, I feel it's so... That's a very strong feeling I get when someone says I ask for something. Because people get really upset with me when I say I command you God. Mm. They get very upset with me. And they go, how can you command? I'm like, well, you're doing the same thing. You're just pretending you're not. Yeah. <laughs> like there, there's a big, so that's where I see that our shadow comes up. Yeah. Stop, stop faking it. The, the priestess is going to tell you to your face. No, that's manipulative. Yeah. You want it? Ask for it. Stop beating around the bush. Stop pretending you're so kind and good to everyone. Stop it. Just state it. And if synchronicity works, it'll work. If it doesn't, well, maybe you haven't asked it clearly enough. Maybe you're whiny. Maybe you're demanding. There's a fine line, I know, between command mm. and demand. But if I demand from my pet, 
to do something, he's not going to listen. But <laughs> if I come from a place of a command, yeah, he listens. It's so different. It's like, it feels like demanding is needy. and uh, Whereas a command is like, just do it or don't. Yeah. I'm not making you do anything. Just do it or don't. But I'm not, I'm not beating around the bush that now you have to go look around and see if Terry Ann gets a parking space, is this in the greatest and highest good? Like, how weird is that, right? Don't you find it? I don't know. Hmm. Um, and people say, well, they'll do it that way. I'm like, yeah, but you have to be honest that it's a command. It's not in the greatest and highest good. <laughs> yeah. Because I have no idea what that is. And just leaving that up to the universe, well, okay, but that's externalized. The priestess says, no, come back inside. See your dark side, see your light side. Notice what you manipulate. Notice all the lies you tell. And your life will just be a lot more adventurous, I would say, if you notice these things, because you'd, you'd step away from control. All right, that's a heavy-duty topic. Yeah. I'm going to stop there. Um, <laughs> Because I don't want to beat you know beat a dead horse, and uh, we'll see you guys next yeah. week. Thank you, Eloise, as cool. always. Okay. Bye, sweetie. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.